Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place where you can find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcome questions and learn to live free and real. Each week, we will take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join Joe and Jeremy as they get real with themselves, with God, and with you. Welcome to another episode of Real Life, Living in the Here and Now, the podcast that you usually hear, Joe Farmer and Jeremy Baker. I'm Scott Napier, and sitting in with my buddy Joe Farmer today, and uh, Joe, thank you. First of all, for the invite to uh, fill Jeremy's seat here, uh, some big shoes. Jeremy does a lot of things and uh, super knowledgeable, and you guys are doing just a great job. I'm a fan, number one, yeah. and friend, too, but it's great to be here today with you. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you guys it. have been talking about some great stuff, and I love the idea when you talked to me about uh, months ago about doing some podcasts about some real-life issues and and you mentioned uh, the other time when I was sitting in with you guys uh, that that we had done some radio programs yeah. years ago. Yeah, right. Actually, in the same building that we're oh, in today. It's We did some programs together. So it's good to be here today. You've been talking about uh, truth mm-hmm. and some real life stuff. And then on the last episode, you got into the uh, really the will and testament of god you're just going to expound on that today and and continue on with those uh, those thoughts and those ideas well we, we try to give people some practical um ways of determining what is true and, and i tell people it's it's not enough just to say something isn't real or true without offering an alternative i think right. we owe it to ourselves everybody mm-hmm. To examine the truth of anything, weigh right. the evidence, exactly, and um, and I don't think people have given that same uh, attention to uh, the things of God as they do secular things. Right, uh, we just accept uh, things to be true, but we've never weighed the evidence of of the Word of God, and there is so much out right. there if you will take the time to do it. But if doing this. In coming to the to the point where okay we've established God is real then then there's consequences of that then that means His word is real what are the implications of that right so we want to talk a little bit about that and we have the last episode of, of the will and testament of God God's word you know the Bible is made up of two testaments mm-hmm. you know the Old Testament or the old will right and the New Testament or, or the new will this is literally God's will mm-hmm. and. A will is something that expresses someone's desires for you after they die. Right. And the will is, is, isn't effective until the person that made the will dies. And when they die, that will goes into effect. Sure. So, um, and so that has implications. And, and as, as believers, a lot of times, Scott, we live in a way that almost contradicts God's will for our life. And people often ask, well, what is God's will for my life? Well, God's will is His Word. It's true. He expressed in there um, what His will is for your life. But oftentimes we're running all over. We're trying to learn something or we're wanting somebody to tell us. We're, we're going to a, a friend or mentor. We want somebody to tell us. But have you got into the Word, 
God's will and figured out what it is that he has for your life. That's right. You know, everything in investigations, they're, they're searching out for truth right. in criminal investigations. Uh, the authorities, they, they dive into the beginning. They, they dissect every part, finding all of that information, just like you said, and to reaching that conclusion, just like your show here does and your podcast does, uh, shining a light on real-life issues and investigating these things. You, you mentioned something there um, when you opened with your statement there that made me think of my dad uh, here in this very building years ago when he pastored, had several young preachers and and he said to those young preachers in a meeting we can never preach a man or a woman into hell without offering them the solution to their problem so we got to go all the way through that process don't leave them hanging there right but give them those means whereby they can be saved so you got to go all through that looks like you mentioned with the this will and testament here. Well, oftentimes in, in Christian Scott, we we just object to other people's beliefs, or mm-hmm. but we don't offer uh, even ourselves a, a right. an alternative. And I'm not saying there's always this in depth explanation of everything. For example, suffering in life, there's not always a good explanation for that no. of why things happen the way the way they happen. But um, just because somebody wills something for you doesn't mean that that's going to happen and today i want to talk about is every will is contestable for example if you're you know your rich uncle i don't know if it's a eastern kentucky thing whatever everybody always talks about when your rich uncle gets out of the found poor my house. rich uncle <laughs> <laughs> when your rich uncle gets out of the poor house or yeah. or whatever but there's uh, this notion that if uh, if someone died and left us millions of dollars and we got a hold of that document. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt that uh, we would fight that, that we would hire the best lawyer, that we would do everything that we could right. to make sure that we got what was rightfully ours. And, and, and we would stand up in the courtroom. We would pound the desk. We would point to the document. We would have a lawyer defend that document, the validity of it. But when it comes to God's will mm-hmm. for our life, oftentimes we don't do that. We just kind of take things as they come in life. But people often would say, well, and, and I remember the, I felt like the Lord asked me this one day. And, you know, the Bible says God knows your needs before you ask. And I mm-hmm. asked the Lord, and I said, well, then why do I have to ask? Yeah. He said, well, you don't have to ask. He said, stop asking and start receiving. So we are oftentimes asking God for things yeah. he already said was ours in the will. Yeah. But every will is contestable. So just because God says it's his will that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers doesn't mean that that's automatically going to happen. Sure. Just because uh, the Bible says that with his stripes we are healed mm-hmm. um, doesn't mean necessarily that we're always going to be healed or, or that it's just going to happen just because God said right. it. Exactly. Because those things are going to be contested. And the first um the first grounds for contesting a will, Scott, is the mental state of a person. Uh, the maker of the will must have been of sound mind mm-hmm. when when they made the will. And this is, you know, this isn't a real rigorous requirement, but it's still a requirement. Usually, a court faced with resolving a question of, of mental capacity requires only that the person who made the will knew what a will does and that he or she was making one. 
and they knew who he or she would normally be expected to provide for, such as a spouse or children. And they understood what they owned and was able to decide how to distribute his or her property. Um, oftentimes, the enemy will come to us and say, listen, just like he did Adam and Eve, did God really say that? Yeah. Now, if God, God's just afraid that you're going to become more like him. So the first place that, that, that we're challenged when it comes to God's will is our mind, our mental state. Absolutely. That is the battleground. It is. is the mind. That's where it all happens. It is. And people will say, you know, uh, God's keeping something from you. The devil was, God didn't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. If God knew what he was doing, then he wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Uh, and the, the devil would tell us that. Well, listen, if God really loved you, you wouldn't be suffering like you're suffering. And so he challenges our mental state and even God's state when he made the will, his validity. He, you know, the, the devil say God he hasn't included you in his will he's shorting you so he, he's keeping something for you where is God when you need him you yeah. know if, if God is real then, then why is, is all this this happening and so our, our mental state is challenged and the validity of God's word you might be out there and maybe you got a, a terrible diagnosis maybe your children are away from God but in God's word, he made us promises, Scott. And when he stretched out his arms on the cross and said, it is finished, that was him signing the will in his own blood. He completed his work. He did. It's true. And he set in motion everything that he wanted us to have, who he wanted us to be, and how he expected us to live our lives. But that doesn't mean that it's just going to happen because we have an enemy, the devil, uh, that is contesting God's will. Scott. He doesn't want to see us prosper. No. He does not want to see us walk in those promises That's that right. God has made to us. That's exactly right. Just like, for example, if, if, if your uncle or whoever in your family left you something, there are people in your family that could come up and say, no, 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 listen, he said I could have that truck. Right. Yeah. You know, we were fishing one day, and he said, you really like this boat, don't you? He said, yeah, well, buddy, you, when I die, you can have it. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? You better get it right, pal. That's right. <laughs> exactly. You better get in right, and you better have a good lawyer. That's right. You know, and, yeah. I, and, and the same is true in the things of God and God's Word. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the enemy. I've went through things, Scott, where everything in me, all my feelings, my emotions, and my circumstances was exactly opposite to what God's Word said. I went through things uh, several years back. Um, I was literally felt like that I was fighting for my sanity. And I don't say that like I mean literally. Mm-hmm. And everything in me was saying, you're losing your mind. But God's Word said, I give you peace Love Absolutely. and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. And Scott, there were days that I literally would walk through the, the house with that scripture open and I would hold it up. I don't know why I did that like that. I guess it got it closer to God, you know. I right, look here. <laughs> yeah. And I you would I would point at that and I would say, But God, you said You said this is your word. Yeah. You said this. Yep. And this is what I believe. Mm-hmm. But what was happening is that was being contested. That's right. The devil is saying, no, 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 you're losing your mind. No, you're not going to make it. But, Scott, that's where we have to know 
the maker of the will. That's right. And once the will is signed, which the word of God is finished, you mentioned that work on the cross, it's finished. It's forever settled. It is. It's forever settled. What's the Bible say? Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled yeah. in heaven. Right. It's settled. It's settled. Okay? Now, you could live your whole life, though, like it's not. Just because it's settled doesn't mean someone won't contest it. Exactly right. Exactly. What because you... when we have wills, you just mentioned it, families will contest it. Oh, no, no. It's supposed to be mine. Well, right here it is in the will. Right? That's right. Yeah. And what happens when you go to court, you stand before the judge, and we're all going to stand before a judge one day. Right. What is it, and the will is being contested, what is it that they are going to look to to resolve the dispute? The will. The will. What does it say? You know, you could stand up, somebody could stand up and say, no, he said this, and he meant that. He said, the judge is going to say, what's the will say? Mm-hmm. That trumps every everything, other argument. Everything. Everything. Because in that it says so and so being of sound mind That's that right. you mentioned right. in that will. And then there's that signature. It's sealed. That's right. It's signed. It's settled. I think my will actually says being of somewhat sound mind. <laughs> and well, it's actually, I think, most in parentheses when, yeah. when I made mine. But, uh, you know, if. If you want something to be carried out after you die, you have to have a will. What happens, for example, in the state of Kentucky, if you die without a will, the state determines what happens. Chaos. With all your stuff, with your Mm -hmm. children, with your belongings, they determine who gets what and how much and everything else. So if you're living your life like there's no will. Right then basically the devil is determining mm-hmm. what happens to your life. That's right. Because you're not living in a way that, that is, is determining uh, God's will in your life. Um, you got to, you know, the enemy's going to challenge your mind. He's going to challenge the soundness of your mind and whether or not that you think, you know, you know what you're doing or God knew what he's doing. So... Scott, in order for us to be able to obtain the things that God promised us in His Word, which is His will, then we have to fight. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to fight for the things that, that God said we can have. If you're out there today and, and there's something in your life that's contrary to the Word of God, complaining about it doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Feeling sorry for yourself doesn't help. You have to fight and challenge and stand on God's word and demand that you yes. have what is yours. You know, uh, when Daniel prayed, when the the angel finally came, he said, "I heard you the first time you, pa- you prayed." But there was a battle going on, going on in the heavens, preventing me from answering your prayer. Mm-hmm. Listen, guys, there is a enemy. There is a devil that is real, and he is battling against the things of God. Ultimately, God's will will prevail, but you have to pray. You have to fight. You have to demand Mm -hmm. to have the things that God's Word said you can have. That's right. It's very good because things, you know, we, we long for the best for our children 
here on earth. Exactly. God desires the very best for his kids. And he's got it all laid out there. That's right. But it doesn't happen without that struggle. That's right. The contesting of the will. The contesting of the will. You know, and one of the other things, uh, the other way that, that somebody contests a will is by fraud or undue influence. A will can also be declared invalid if a court determines that it was procured by fraud, mm-hmm. forgery, or undue influence. This usually involves some evildoer who occupies a position of trust. So what's the enemy do? He tempts us to question the infallibility of God's Word. Mm-hmm. Now, that's what he did with Adam and Eve. Did God say? Did he really say? So, Scott, when you're in a, in a position where everything in your life all your feelings, all your circumstances look completely opposite to God's Word. That's a time where the devil is trying to take God's will, make it invalid in your life by fraud or undue influence. Mm-hmm. By He's the undue influence. That's He's the evildoer. Right, yeah. If you give him a position of trust in your life, that he's going to influence God's will in your life. Now, one of the greatest things that happened to me early on as a, as, a, as a young believer, Scott, was really being backed into a corner and God asking me, you know, is that my word? And I said, yes. And he said, then live it. Believe mm-hmm. it. The greatest thing I've learned as a Christian, Scott, is that God doesn't lie. Okay? Yep. I don't care what's going on around me. I don't care how I feel. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what the devil says. What did he say? That's right. So, Scott, when I was literally fighting for my sanity, literally, if there was one day I feel like that I gave up and said, well, maybe not. Maybe God doesn't want me to have a sound mind. Maybe it's not God's will Mm -hmm. that I have a sound mind. Then I truly believe I wouldn't even be here today. Absolutely right. You have to fight. It goes back. You cannot lay down, yeah. no matter how tough it gets. Um, all people are different. We look around and see people like they're just, you know, floating along, right. doing well. Sometimes they're fighting a struggle, too, that you don't see. And the struggle's real. There's a battle going on that you mentioned. It is. And it is real. But guess what? The wheel is settled. That's right. It's settled. So how do you fight, you know? Um you fight by contesting, you know, the, the, the enemy. You, you just like back. you would in court. Fight back. You keep making the argument that what the will says is valid and that, that, and that you refuse to have anything less than what it says. And, you know, a, a study done by George Barna in uh, April 8th of 2014, it says Bible skepticism is now tied with Bible engagement. You know, that year's research reveals that skepticism toward the Bible continues to rise. And for the first time since tracking began, Bible skepticism is tied with Bible engagement. The number of those who are skeptical or agnostic, which means really neutral toward the Bible, who believe that the Bible is just another book of teachings written by men that contain stories and advice, has already doubled from 10% to 19% in just three years. This is now equal to the number of people who are Bible-engaged, who read the Bible at least four times a week and believe it is the actual or inspired Word of God. Yeah. And 
Scott, the pay, the, the, if the devil can get you, you know, the Bible says, how long will you halt between two opinions? Right, yeah. If God's God, serve God. Mm-hmm. If Baal's Baal, serve Baal. If you are stuck in that position of, did God say? Listen, if Eve would have just said, yeah, that's what he said, mm-hmm. and he meant it, yeah. we wouldn't be in the shape we're in today. <laughs> so thanks a lot, Adam and Eve. Yeah, right. you know, uh, did God really say? Well, now, did God really mean that for you? Right. You know, and there's so many Those things. Those are the arguments that come. Those are real. Did he really mean that? Exactly. When you read that in the Bible, well, did he really mean it that way? That's right. Yeah. Right, but if you're if you're in this, if you allow yourself to go to that place, and again, if you've not studied the evidence, if you've not studied the Word of God, if you've not looked at the historical accuracy of the Word of God, and know that there are thousands more historical accurate manuscripts than any other book and historical record by multiplied thousands, mm-hmm. if you don't know that there are archaeological evidence, and the most important thing, if you haven't had a personal relationship yeah. experience That's with it. Jesus. Cry. Just for example, the one of the, the members of Hawk Nelson, the, the Christian band that recently came out and said that he's no longer a Christian, he's an atheist. I've got news for you. He never knew the Lord. Mm-mm. He doesn't truly know. You don't become an atheist after becoming a believer. It's impossible. Yeah. The Bible says it's impossible to once that you have tasted of the good things of God to to go back. Right. It is, Scott. It's, yeah, impossible. it's impossible. The problem is you've got a lot of people that uh, responded and, and repeated a prayer, but they never were transformed or truly gave their life to Jesus. So if you're out there today, there comes a point in your life that you have to, to be in that back into that corner that I was. Right. Do you truly believe? god's word if you do then you have to start acting like it's true and you have to start confessing it i love that believing it and living it and i tell people it's right thinking right actions and right feelings you've got to start thinking you've got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind mm-hmm. you got to start thinking the word you got to read the word you got to say it out loud and you got to believe it you know and when god revealed that to me scott for probably two solid years nothing came out of my mouth that wasn't positive and it took that for God to reverse that way of thinking in my mind. Right. And so I, I'm here to tell you today, God's word is true. It is true. You can true. trust God. Yes. Amen. And the times we're in are terrible. People are full of fear. Hey, don't be fearful. Amen. Trust God. Trust Amen. God. Trust Amen. his word. And if I can leave anybody with anything today, Scott, on this episode, is, is that, you know, to understand that just because God says something, doesn't mean that you're not going to, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're not going to go through things. Oh, wow, yeah. Christians get depressed. Yeah. Christians get cancer. Yeah. Christians lose their job. There's this teaching today that is heresy. Yeah. That basically says, you know, it's not salvation. It's come to Jesus. He'll make your life better. Yeah. Jesus didn't promise you a better life. Yeah. He promised you eternal life. Eternal life. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody knows what we're going to go through in this life. Right. Nobody knows the things that we're going to have to endure in this life. Uh, every will is going to be contested. There are people out there listening to me right now that are going through things that that are completely opposite to God's word. My advice to you would be to fight for what God said is rightfully yours. All right, that'll do it on this edition of Real Life, Living in the Here and Now. Join us again as we continue talking about the will and testimony of God. Until next time, we'll see you then.
Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show. Join us next week as we tackle real life together.